Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone. Nick Bradley here again. Welcome to another week of 15 Minutes to Action. Um, I am going to try my very best to squeeze this one into my allotted time of 15 minutes, Um, but it's a good one. It's where do you play? Where do you play, you know, with your business? Because it's, uh, it's, it's such a simple question, but most people even though they know they can, they have the ability to create a simple answer to that question. They don't because it feels wrong. Now, let me just contextualize what I'm talking about here. If you have a business that you have started and you are you know, not performing to the extent, to the level, you're not getting the growth that you expect, there are a number of different things that could be driving that. But the one that comes up all the time all the time, probably, you know, in terms of percentages, it's probably at least half of the time when I speak to, to various business owners, business leaders who are, who are failing to grow. It's because they haven't been specific or precise enough with the market that they choose to play in. So we've talked about this a little bit when I said about how do you create your customer avatar, which effectively is the person, the customer, the client that you most most want to appeal to with your business. It's the problem that they have that you want to solve. And I will touch a little bit on that today. But before you kind of get into that, you need to understand the dynamics of the market that you want to serve. And what I find doesn't work, and it's very, very similar to the principle which I've said about, you know, being too general means being dead, is that you have to you have to make a decision about where you want to play. And it can be the lifeblood of a business. So let, let, let me give you a quick example. There was an acquisition that I was looking to do uh, over in the States uh, earlier in the year, um, a consultancy business. Now, consultancy businesses is not normally what I acquire. Um, I like businesses that have more assets than that. And, and I also have consultancy business, if you want to call scale up your business that as well. So when I look to make acquisitions in that space, I'm looking to make acquisitions because I want to roll up more businesses to bring into my core so that I can bring in new market segments in terms of geography and or customer segments that I have not necessarily um, opened up enough. And it's quicker for me to acquire than it is to go after those organically. But when I was looking at this specific business, what I really, really liked about it was that it focused predominantly on private equity. So it was working pretty much exclusively, certainly from its positioning, as a business that was driving growth for portfolio companies in the private equity space. And it's an area where, where I play, where Scale Up Your Business plays. So there was already a synergy. But if you looked at what that business did at its core, it was just purely a consultancy business. You know, it came in, it looked at strategy, it looked at operations. It had uh, a couple of interesting takes, if you will, on how you look at customer acquisition and digital transformation, but it wasn't um, focused on solving a specific problem in that way from a, from a product methodology standpoint. It was focused on a market segment, which is called private equity, or you could broaden that slightly to say investor-backed businesses. 
And because it had done that, and you know, every story was about that, every case study was about that, every testimonial was about that, it was very, very successful. Uh, certainly a good seven-figure business making good margins in what can be a very competitive space. So as you're listening to this, there's a couple of, you know, there's two types of people probably listening to this who want to take some action in the next 10 minutes or so. You either are at the startup phase and you're trying things, you're experimenting, which is perfect, exactly what you should be doing at that phase, but you're not getting any result. You're trying to pitch, you're trying to tell a story about what you do, but it's not landing because you're not telling a story which is different or remarkable versus anyone else out there. The solution, the thing that is absolutely going to take you to the stratosphere is niching, getting super specific on the market that you're going to play in. It's going to feel painful because it's going to feel like you're going into a smaller space, but that smaller space creates much more volume because trust me, there is enough business in that space, the more niched that you are for you to get to whatever your financial outcome is, particularly if you can understand that market really well and solve a problem for them. The other person who might be listening to this today is someone who's got an established business and things have changed. The market's changed. It could be that the market that you were in beforehand, which you dominated, has now got much more competitive intensity. It could be that the market that you dominated previously no longer exists because we've gone through pandemics and economic unheaval and you know societal changes and all those things. If you're that person, it's going to be the same solution. You need to, again, redefine the market that you play in. And there are different ways of looking at this. Some companies have a product-centric approach. Other businesses have a customer-centric approach. Other businesses that are successful, you know, think about their operational efficiency. There's a great Harvard article about those three dynamics a few years back. But I strongly believe that if you can focus on markets you know, in a very, very clinical way, it's sometimes called vertical markets, um, then that is the way to play. Okay. Now, you know, just before I get into kind of, you know, what, what the hell do you do about it? Um, what I will share with you is that I have been through this road myself. I have gone through the struggle. I have spent literally months, if not years, playing around with trying to be every everything to everybody <laughs> in certain businesses. And now when I go into a, into a company and I work with a founder, one of the first questions I asked is how clear are you on that positioning, that place that you choose to play? Okay. So the question is, how do you select this? How do you do it? And there are a few different dimensions to this. Um, I'm going to give you effectively five things to consider, five steps so that you can then think about in terms of action. And I, you know, I'm pretty much going to guarantee that if you get this right and you commit to it, and you become disciplined with it, and you uh, stick exclusively to what you're what you're trying to achieve. Once you've made this decision, you are absolutely going to get the growth that you deserve and that you want um, to create a stunning and outstanding business. Okay, so the first thing you've got to be able to do is you've got to understand how promiscuous the market is. So what I mean by that is how how close knit is the the potential buyers in that market. Because what's interesting about it is, and I've said this quite a few times, I think, in terms of how do you um, grow, particularly when you know things are, are more challenged. And one of the best ways to do that is through partnership and referral. I often say a lot of the business that we get with Scale Up Your Business comes from referral. It comes from customers that we've helped, clients that we've helped grow and scale, and then they recommend us to others. So if you choose a market where that's not happening, 
maybe there's too much geographic distribution in terms of it's too broadly spread, there isn't enough connection, then it's going to be harder for you to actually win clients because you're going to have to spend more on sales and marketing. Now, my view on this is there isn't really any excuse for how this world operates now because everyone is connecting more with technology, with Zoom and all those sort of bits and pieces. So it's much easier to build a reputation because of the fact we have these digital tools, we have social media and those things to get out there. So as much as I don't think it's a constraint, the more, as I said, promiscuous the market is, the more it feels like a tribe, um, the more focused it is, then the more success you are going to have because you're going to stand out and you're going to step up. All right. Second one is, you know, what's happening generally, you know, in the world that's going to, in some cases, ensure or protect that there is a need that needs to be satisfied in this market. So, you know, I often see businesses that think they're solving a problem or they used to solve a problem, but the market has changed, the world has changed. And then all of a sudden the, that problem doesn't exist anymore. And, you know, there are the classic examples about this where you've got disruption going on across most industries, um, retail being the big one right now, particularly as people are locked up with pandemic. Um, and, you know, you see things like, you know, I'll give the classic example of Blockbuster, who didn't quite realize that, you know, people could get the same benefit from downloading a movie, you know, through the internet, through technology, so people didn't have to drive down to their local video store and rent something. So... You've got to look more broadly. I call it the 50,000 foot view. And you've got to go out there and have a look and see actually what's happening in this industry, in this in this market that you want to play. And is it something that's going to be broadly sustainable for you? So, you know, what are some of the big macro trends right now that we're seeing? Well, we're seeing mass globalization. We're seeing the world of work changing, because particularly because of the fact that people are now working more at home and can work through technology, through Zoom, for example. You've got uh, climate change, massive. You've got uh, huge um, shifts going on with uh, sort of the financial sector. And, you know, when you think about things like blockchain and, you know, what is the value of traditional currencies? Um, you've got quite big changes in, in what I call um, society's uh, need and means for connection, which is, you know, you know, establishing more kind of play within the mental health space. Because, you know, I, I hate the fact that we are stuck in the vortex of our phones all the time. And I appreciate that you're probably listening to this <laughs> from your phone. But I also hope that you're hanging out with your mates and you're connecting with your family as well. Because that's the stuff that's going to kind of, you know, give you the juice to keep on going. But you've got to look, look out there and you've got to think, actually, am I solving a sustainable issue? Because that sustainable issue is going to have you give you more certainty over the, the longer term perspective. Alrighty. Now the next one is 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 the is the market that you want to play in evolving through disruption, and you know, and the reason I like this is because if you're a particular startup, it's quite hard for bigger companies to compete with a market which is changing rapidly because they've got so many different resources, they've got so many different things going on. I was talking about this in um, an area, a passion that I love, uh, which is running. And I, and I have a, a GPS watch. Um, I used to have a watch from a, a company called Garmin, and I now have a watch from a company called Chorus. Now, 
both both great bits of hardware. But interestingly enough, and I was listening to an interview with the CEO of Chorus the other day, he was saying the reason that they could come in and take a huge share of of the that industry, that GPS watch industry, um, is because they have agility. They have the ability to create customized sets of features for their ideal audience. Whereas the garments of this world, you know, they suffer from the bloat. They suffer from too much things going on, too much complexity, too many things being bolted on and added on to what they used to do as opposed to stripping back. So, so one of the things, you know, you need to take heed of is even though you may be small, change provides, um, you know, opportunity for you to disrupt. So what you don't want to go do is go into an established industry an established market where the the barriers to enter are really really big and the the ability to disrupt is hard yeah so you know for example in my world if i'm going to go into the traditional consultancy world where i'm up against some of the big players the kpmgs the essentials i need to play differently in that space i need to offer something different i need to act differently in order to compete and win and then, you know, it's a big enough market that I'm going to be able to, um, you know, get what I need from that to have a, a growing, sustainable business. So aligned with, with this piece is, is, is the size and scale. You don't necessarily have to go into a huge market, but you do need to go into one that is showing, you know, some degree of evolution and growth. So the almost last one is... Actually, I'm going to bring these two together. I said there were five things, but actually they're kind of the same thing because they relate to what I talked about around being focused around customers. Is you need to understand if you are solving a really big problem for someone. So you need to understand how much pain they have and you know if your solution really can solve that pain in a really, really full-on powerful way. Because people don't tend to make decisions when they're not in enough pain. They tend to sort of put it off because it's not a burning platform for them. And uh, it's not, you know, keeping them up at night enough. There are other things that will get their attention. And as as our attention span becomes limited, that's going to become even more challenging, particularly as the world evolves more as it is around technology. So what you need to do here is you need to really, really understand what the hell is going on. And I'm just going to give you some questions. These are some questions that you need to ask. It is aligned a little bit to that sort of how do you choose your customer, but you need to have a deep understanding. It's almost like a diagnosis of the market to really be able to play effectively here. So think about, again, first and foremost, what's the market segment you want to play in? And then have a think about who is that customer that you most want to appeal to. And you want to ask questions like this. What are they most afraid of? What are they angry about? What are their biggest frustrations, the things that every day is just really grating at them? Obviously, what keeps them awake at night? Um, what trends are occurring um, in their lives that's going to have a big impact on their business? You know, something that's going to transform them. What do they desire? What do they really want to achieve the most? What's the thing that they really want to have? Is it you know financial freedom? Is it more time? Is it a, an amazing business? Is it the ability to travel and have that sort of you know a, a remote lifestyle? Is there some interesting things in terms of how they make decisions? So um, I was looking at some stuff the other day around built-in, what's called a built-in bias, where you might have um, someone who comes from a more technical profession tends to be more analytical in their decision-making. Someone who comes from creative arts might be more passionate in their decision-making. All of that affects how you then communicate. 
who else is competing? So who else is reaching them right now that you could have a partnership with um, someone that's obviously getting the right results? Now, when I talked about brand avatars recently, that was about that because it was about trying to understand people's values and how they make decisions based on those values. And is there anyone who's who's tried to, to compete in this space, but it hasn't been working? So, you know, if I summarize everything that I'm talking about today, and this is why the reason I wanted to do this particular episode is I get asked it all the time, is if you're not getting growth or you're just not getting traction, you know, whatever that is, depending on the stage of the business you're in, it's more likely than not going to be because you haven't been intentional enough with your decision making. You haven't gone after a market that, you know, has the dynamics that I just spoke about. You've gone into somewhere where it's massively competitive or, or it's just too hard to get noticed because of that. Or you are not being clear enough on the pain that you're solving for your ideal customer and then presenting the solution in a clear, compelling and remarkable way. Bring those two things together. So in many cases, sometimes it's called a value proposition. We, we cover this in the six peaks of value creation under proposition. But these decisions here, when you get them right, they transform your business. They give you this a huge amount of momentum. And what's great about that is that that momentum can carry. It's not something that necessarily is just short-lived like a marketing campaign that works for a couple of weeks or a month. It's a much more strategic enabler for growth. All righty. So hopefully useful today. As I said, I get asked all the time, you know, the where do you play? Where do you want to play? Where can you play? And why is it important? Super, super important thing to ask. Go away and do it now. Kick the tires on your existing business See if there's something in today's episode that is going to get you on that stratosphere to growth. As I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now.